What you are about to hear is a labor of love, our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rock Strikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, we're up to part 7 now of the top 100 albums of the decade. And by decade, I mean, of course, 2010 through 2019 and rock albums here the official rock strikes 10 list and if you've been along with me this entire journey i very much appreciate it and in case you didn't hear something earlier and i don't know why you wouldn't have go back to part one if you didn't but i said as far as the points go as far as like scientifically scoring these particular albums and the way that i do I said earlier in the countdown there wasn't going to be much difference point-wise between number 100 through number 41. And that was pretty accurate, actually, honestly. Uh, And the reason I said that is because we're up to part 7 now. We're up to number 40 now on this countdown. And I can say for sure, and quite honestly, this is where it changes. This is where it goes to the next level here. Uh, it's going to be to the point, and I'm going to try not to say this on every entry, but I am super surprised that all the albums through the rest of this way did not all make it into the top 10. If I was doing ties and cheating like that, then they definitely all would. The albums you're going to hear on this episode are very much kind of on par with even the top 10, or at least in, in the top 20 somewhat. These are absolutely, without a doubt, my favorite albums of the entire decade. And uh, we're not screwing around here on this list. So let's just get to the music here. Number 40. And this band, this classic, iconic band, somehow still not Hall of Famers, but they're Hall of Famers in our hearts, for sure, is the mighty Judas Priest. They put out their 18th studio album on March 19th of 2018. It was called Firepower. It was their second album released over this decade and the better of the two for me quite easily honestly uh a lot of that does have to do with production i even talked about production nerds on previous episodes here on this countdown but as a slight production nerd this album not only has it in production way over redeemer of souls but in song quality as well and quite honestly if you're being honest with yourself as a judas priest fan i believe you will recognize that firepower is the best album they put out of the two in this last decade Really cool that the band brought in Andy Sneap to co-produce along with their longtime producer, Tom Allum, even though Tom hadn't been in the lineup for a while. But Tom Allum is responsible for producing all of their classic 80s albums. Every one of the albums they put out in the 80s were produced by Tom Allum. So it's great to have him back 
You could definitely hear the difference. You could definitely tell more effort was made here. Everybody's playing better. The mix sounds better. Everything about this album is just better. Uh, so this is a real joy to hear as a fan. I am sick to my stomach that I did not go see them on the two times they came through on this tour. Sold out both times. And I don't like to pay exorbitant amounts for uh, resellers. They don't deserve it. Uh, but yeah, man love this album and i know i've played this on the show before pretty much almost everything in this top 40 is going to be stuff i've played on the show before but i definitely wanted to go with my favorite songs on each of these albums so here you go kicking off part seven of our top 100 records of the decade this is judas priest and you're already hearing guardians in the background this is the instrumental that leads up to this amazing epic peak of a song this is rising from ruins Bye. 
right, there you go. Kicking off part seven of the top 100 records of the decade in mighty proper fashion right there with Judas Priest, Rising from Ruins, from Firepower. Go get that record. It's great. Uh, yeah, all of these records are great, aren't they? Everything in this top 100 is great. You must buy them all. Right. Moving on. Number 39 uh, is the latest album and definitely due for a new album. But the latest album by Armored Saint came out on June 2nd of 2015. Their seventh studio album. Seven. Just seven in all this time. They've been around since the early 80s. Huh. But, man, this one's a winner. And I believe in my heart of hearts this is their best overall album. Now, that might be a bold statement, but that's just how I feel. Love those other albums. But to me, When Hands Down is their best album so far. Uh, Especially for people like me that are big fans of John Bush's era of Anthrax, this to me just seems almost like the next album that he would have put out with Anthrax. It's just got a great feel to it, great playing on it, and uh, I even joked about it when it came out that these are just straight-up dad lyrics. It's an entire classic metal album just about middle-aged dads and what they do and stuff like that, and it kind of is, but I love it. So let's just get into it here. Uh, All the songs on the album are pretty long. I think it's like a nine-track album, (laughs) so yeah. But, uh, you know, they just made these nine epic metal songs, and I love this album for that reason. So here you go, Armored Saint from the Wind Hands Down album. This is Muscle Memory.
make my own news out on the fly Do much more than I need to get by People lift me up, don't let me drop Or at least have another There you go, Armored Saint with Muscle Memory from Win Hands Down. That album was produced by their longtime bass player, I think a founding member too, Joey Vera. Who Joey even at one time was in Anthrax for a minute with John Bush whenever Frank Bellow took off and went with Helmet. A lot of people forgot about that, but that actually did happen at one point. Alright, moving on to number 38 and sticking with the metal. Uh, a band that at the dawn of the decade I had high hopes for and being one of the new breed of like classic long-time metal bands that would, would have a long career and do well and everything like that and I'd be proud of them. And double cool that they were from Texas, Austin, Texas. A band called The Sword. Uh, and they got up to their fourth studio album here, which is the one that's going to be here in slot number 38, an album called Apocryphon. And I guess this, to me, has to be now the peak of their output in their career, uh, because everything they've put out since then has been terrible. That's my opinion. But yeah, what are you going to do? I just I gave those follow-up albums a lot of chances, and I thought, well, maybe it's me. You know, you have those things, you listen to albums when you're in a bad mood, or maybe you're not so much awake, or maybe you're too tired. All of those things, I thought, maybe it's me. But no, those other albums are just not very good. And a far cry from what they put out here on their fourth studio album, Apocryphon, came out on October 23rd of 2012 produced by Jay Robbins and The Sword. This this album is great. That being said, I, I trashed their later albums, but you really should get this album. It is really, really good. Uh, elements of Black Sabbath you can hear throughout their career, and their Sabbath influence on this album as well. Some Melvin's influence, and actually, I think some Devo snuck in there. So it's got those little extra things that I'm always looking for and happy to hear, even if it's a surprise. Uh, so here you go. This is The Sword with the title track from Apocryphon.
right, there you go. The Sword with Apocryphon from the album of the same name. Go get that record. And if you do get it, make sure you get the deluxe version that's got the extra bonus songs on there. Because uh, being true to their Texas roots, of course, they do an excellent cover of ZZ Top's Cheap Sunglasses. So there you go. Nice bonus there for you. Coming up to number 37. I'm a longtime fan of this band, one of the bands that really truly got me through high school. And so I, for that reason, I never turned my back on the band. And despite certain popular opinions out there, majority opinions out there, I don't think they ever got bad. You know, and they weren't always together over these years, but for the most part, they have been together as a group in one way or another. But the Smashing Pumpkins Band put out their eighth album on June 19th, 2012. It's called Oceania. And I think it's their most unfairly ignored album throughout their entire career, for sure. Uh, I think they got some buzz on this last album here, but this one, it almost seemed like it was dead in the water from the get-go, and I don't understand that. It's a great overall album, top to bottom, great listening experience. If you're any kind of fan of this band, you should have this album for sure. I know they're a polarizing band, but a lot of this album freaking rocks. It's uh, mellow when it needs to be. It's got some epics on there. It's got a little bit of everything. For those people that live in the bubble of this band with like maybe two albums, you're not doing yourself any favors because they were hitting it real hard this decade. This is proof positive right here. So here's the Smashing Pumpkins with the Chimera. Yeah. 
say this when they're hyping new albums but to me a song like that and many songs on Oceania uh, equal and are equally as awesome as anything you heard on Siamese Dream or Melancholy or anything like that right there the Chimera by the Smashing Pumpkins go get that album Oceania and I didn't even uh, preface the song by telling you the lineup of the band at the time Uh, the only original member on that track was Billy Corgan Uh, Billy had put together a new version of the Pumpkins with uh, Jeff Schroeder on lead guitar, who is actually still with the band. The rhythm section on this album is no longer with the band, but definitely worth mentioning. Uh, Nicole Fiorentino on bass and Mike Byrne on the drums. Damn it if Mike Byrne, who I believe was 18 or 19 years old when he played on this album, sounds just like Jimmy Chamberlain never left. That's the best compliment I could give him. I saw them on this tour. He was excellent. Uh, If you KISS fans out there like I am, go listen to the bootlegs of that tour where they cover Black Diamond by KISS with Mike singing lead vocals in the drummer tradition. They also did a killer cover of Space Oddity on that tour. Uh, But yeah, just a band firing on all cylinders right there, and you should give it up for this album and that band. A band that I feel is definitely taken for granted in the overall aspect of rock and roll right now. And before I get to the next track, that was produced by William Patrick Corgan along with Bjorn Thorzen. All right. Moving on to uh, one of my favorite artists of all time, hands down, uh, an icon, someone who his music has been around my whole life and will continue to be for the rest of my life, even if he is not a part of this actual astral plane right now, is Prince. Uh, Prince was, as he always has been throughout his career, very prolific here in this last decade, which turned out sadly to be the last decade of his life. And man they're in some of the knock on prince there's a lot of rock guys like oh i respect prince but he never really had any rock albums well that's bullshit he had uh, a handful of albums that are just straight up rock and roll and the one that he put out on september 30th of 2014 is the most rock and roll album he ever put out i think it's an album called plectrum electrum uh it's an album that he shares performing credit with the band third eye girl so it's officially prince and third eye girl on this album like i said the album is called plectrum electrum which if you're a guitar guy you understand that reference uh it's just a 
cool killer album and speaking of prince being prolific it actually was released on the same day as the artificial age album and i like artificial age but uh, it wasn't well enough to make it into the top 100 but this one shot all the way up to number 36 once again like i said at the top of the show i can't believe it's not in the top 10 but uh, you should get this album of course self-produced and here's my favorite song on the album on an album full of scorchers this is another love I was what you wanted Liar You never wanted me that way I was just something you flaunted Higher Fire You never had a plan to stay If you don't Get around here Find another, another love Anyone can see it so clear Find another love If you don't like this, baby Find another, another love You don't have a right to fake it Try to be what you wanted I'm tired, tired I don't need you anyway No The house we used to share is now haunted Expire, expire A couple hundred days we'd have to parade Amen If you don't like it round here Find another, another Anyone can see it so clear Find another, another If you don't like this, baby
almost nothing better that ever happened in the history of recorded music than Prince doing a little long-winded sermon and then just going right into the guitar solo and just showing you how it's done. Uh, that's just amazing stuff right there. So there you go. It gives me chills every time I hear that song. But that was Another Love by Prince and Third Eye Girl from the album Plectrum Electrum, which was officially Prince's 36th studio album that he officially released. So <laughs> even though he recorded way more albums than that, that was officially the 36th album that came out. Officially. Okay, moving on to 35, another creative genius right here, a very prolific man in his own right, someone who's appeared on this list quite a bit and will continue to appear uh, from the world of Ginger Wildheart and the Wildheart's Family Tree, a band that I already played earlier in the countdown with their sophomore album, but we're getting into the debut album now for the band Hey Hello. This album came out on July 22nd of 2013, and uh, just a lot of elements of, you know, the the big rock sound that Ginger's known for, adding in some more pop element, even though he never doesn't have pop element in his band, but definitely having the co-lead male-female vocal thing definitely gives it that extra push. Uh, so yeah, just a super fun record. Punk rock elements as well, in addition to the hard rock and power pop. Just makes it an enjoyable listen for me. As simple as that. So here you go. Really fun, cool song on here with tons of run-on sentences. This is Hey Hello with I'm Gonna Kiss You Every Day. I'm gonna kiss you every day.
side. Hey, hello, with I'm going to kiss you every day from the album of the same name, Hey, Hello. wonder if there's going to be another one of those albums out. Not sure. We'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully so. And uh, I'm realizing now that I believe about two episodes ago, whether you missed it or not, I don't know if you so much missed it, but as far as me forgetting to do it, yes. I forgot to do the halftime show somewhere uh, probably two episodes ago. That's what happens when you record some of these back-to-back, if I may pull the curtain back a little bit, because I'm like sitting there going, wait a second, I haven't done the 2015 cut list yet, and we're into part seven. That makes no sense. So now I've got to do the cut lists for 2015 and 16 on this episode, so I'm going to do it as fast as I can. And then we'll get back to the music and appreciate you sitting through this lengthy halftime show here. But we're going to talk about some great albums that missed the cut from the years 2015 and 2016. All right, let's start with 2015. Really cool album band I saw a few years ago live and they're amazing. Cool comeback album. Jeff Lynn's ELO, Alone in the Universe. Nothing wrong with this album at all. It's pretty great, uh, as well as the follow-up. But I'll talk more about that later. Uh, Iron Maiden, Book of Souls. I, I, I liked Book of Souls quite a bit. A uh, little more than three-quarters liked. Uh, it's very lengthy. It's very proggy. But I don't mind it at all. was one of the best shows I saw the entire decade was the Book of Souls tour. But for some reason, just didn't make the top 100. I can't believe that, actually. But it, it didn't. Uh, another really cool Sleeper album. And I even saw them on this tour. Uh, was Queensryche. Their Condition Human album is really, really good. It's probably the best thing they've done, if I may be so bold, the best thing they've done, you know, since Empire or Promised Land or something like that. It's it's quite good. And even the uh, self-titled one they did earlier that decade was, was good as well, for sure. I said I shared the entry with the Backyard Babies album with their album 4x4, but just bears to mention, definitely once again, go get Backyard Babies 4x4 record. It is excellent. Uh, Hardcore Superstar, their self-titled album, HCSS, just barely missed the top 100. But uh, it scored very well in the overall point system, and I think I just cut the album off because I just didn't like it as much as the other two that were in the top 100. So that's kind of really most of the reason why they got cut off the show. But it's a cool album, and definitely check out the epic track Fly on there. It is something else. Uh, Jesse Mallon put out two pretty cool solo albums in the span of that same year, in 2015. One's called New York Before the War, and the other one's called Outsiders. Uh, New York Before the War just slightly edges it out point-wise, but they both have really cool songs, and I recommend most anything that Jesse Mallon has done, so go get that. Uh, Man, so some killer records. Can't believe it. I I am the worst, yes. Uh, Faith No More, Soul Evictus, did not make the top 100, but it is so good as well as Scorpion's Return to Forever. I really enjoyed a lot of that record. It's it's a little over three quarters good. Uh, some other cool stuff of note. Bad Cop, Bad Cop, Not Sorry. Really fun record. Uh, Chris Isaac, First Comes a Night. That's a cool record as well. Saw that tour. He's excellent live. Go see Chris Isaac if he comes to your town. Sonics. This is the Sonics. Really great comeback album. Uh, if you are a fan of the Sonics, you'll love this record. It's a really cool, loud, awesome, you know, you know, just dirty rock and roll album. You should get that as well. All right, just a skip shot all the way over to 2016. A couple of the cuts on here. Skunk and Nancy's Anarchy Texture. Cool record. Not as good as some of their older albums, but not bad either. I'm a fan, so I say you should check it out. Let's see, uh, local favorites. Uh, True Widow, a Volgar. 
that's a really cool dark album uh, some of dallas's finest right there true widow should definitely check it out more on the gothy side of alternative little bit of metal but mostly like dark alternative goth cool band check it out true widow henry rollins is a fan too so there's a good reason for you uh, a band that I've liked since the late 90s and I'm still a fan of, Band Dope, their Blood Money Volume 1 album. Definitely one of the better albums they put out lately, at least over the last decade. So I like me some dope every now and then, so I say check it out. Testament's Brotherhood of the Snake, one of their stronger releases of their modern era. Uh, testament's very consistent almost to the point where i think they are taken for granted but uh, a testament album is always worth your time if you're in a metal mood that's for sure uh, even i played charles bradley earlier in the countdown his changes album of course a lot of people heard his cover of black sabbath's changes sounds like he did it originally and the whole album is really cool really worthwhile uh, really cool all african-american teenage band from new york unlocking the truth the album chaos I feel like this band can only get better. I will be following their career. Hopefully they'll stick with it. Uh, and so I, I think they have a great upside. So check out Unlocking the Truth. Hey, guess what else I cut off this show? Even though pretty much most of the big four is represented in this countdown, Metallica's hardwired to self-destruct just barely missed the list. I mean, just barely. Uh, I think that album is pretty cool. Uh so yeah, sorry. I, 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 I didn't mean anything by it. I'm not anti-Metallica in any way. Oh, I'm anti-Lulu. But that's not really their album, is it? Uh, man, Glenn Hughes, the mighty Glenn Hughes. One of the uh, longtime hard rock stalwart. He put out a really cool solo album called Resonate. Uh, what else we got on here? Uh, one of the bigger surprises of this decade. Some 41, their album 13 Voices. That thing can smoke when it wants to, man, and I like Sum 41, and they are more metal than you might think, so go give it a shot, for sure. All right, there you go. That's a pretty good representation of the years 2015 and 2016. Really quality albums that somehow just did not make it on the top 100. As you can see, there were some real heavy hitters there, and I think anything I mentioned there is definitely worth your time. All right. And uh, I might actually get trashed for this next entry here, but uh, I honestly expect it to be a lot higher on the list. So I think that I was being very fair and very scientific when it came to putting this list together. Some people may not say that. Some people may accuse me of favoritism here. But no, I listened to this album a lot this decade and not for any forced reason because it gives me a lot of joy and happiness. I love it and uh, for many, many reasons. Uh, but the latest studio album by Kiss, yes, their 20th studio album, Monster, which came out on October 9th, 2012. And yeah, just having to battle so-called Kiss fans about the merit and quality of this album has been one of the true head scratchers for me this decade. One of my biggest disappointments, if you will, because uh, I can almost understand the criticism of sonic boom uh you could tell there was a lot of it done on pro tools uh it didn't have the kind of flow that you know a classic kiss album should have that that being said i actually like a lot of things about sonic boom but monster absolutely destroys sonic boom uh from production value to overall song quality and by song quality i mean what you could should and would expect from a Kiss album, not from like a Tom Waits album or not from, you know, whatever, something that probably would get critically dissected. But we're talking about Kiss here. So come on. And that's not me making excuses. Like I said, 
This album is very fun. It feels very classic Kiss. So I make no apologies for my love of this album. Uh, so And to the point where I had a hard time picking a good representation for this album because there's tons of strong tracks on there. Yeah, I know, Take Me Down Below, not a great song. But everything else pretty much is. They're pretty much damn near perfect Kiss songs, if I do say. And I was very fortunate enough to be on Kiss Cruise 2. This album had only been out for about three or four weeks at that point, and they played more songs from this album than they ever will ever again, so I'm very happy to have seen that. It would have been cool to hear this one, but they did not play it. But I haven't played it on the show yet that I can tell, which, uh, you know, I play a lot of Kiss on this show and have in the past a lot for sure. But uh, I'm going to go with this one right here. I just like this song a lot. Definitely has a Deuce-esque quality to it, despite the fact that Paul's singing it. Uh, So here you go, the last official song on the album. So this is Kiss with Last Chance.
Kiss's latest studio album, their 20th, once again to be exact. That was Kiss, of course, with Last Chance, the closing track on Monster. That album was produced by Paul Stanley along with Greg Collins. And like I said, you could definitely tell that was done on 2-inch tape. It's got a classic rock feel to it. So, yeah. I think if you're any kind of Kiss fan and you don't like Monster, then maybe Kiss isn't your favorite band anymore. Maybe you ought to hang that part of yourself up. Anyway, that's just my opinion. Send me all the hate mail you want. It's like Star Wars or any kind of like big entity that has a huge fan base. It's very opinionated. Pro wrestling, same way. You could you could use this kind of and create the dialogue. Uh, this joke has been used to talk about different things. But I'm like, you know who are the biggest Kiss haters? Are Kiss fans. Sad. Yeah, toxic fandom is not a favorite thing of mine. Anyway, moving on. And of course, I'm talking about specifically the albums themselves. I just don't understand all the trashing for certain albums, especially albums like Monster that do not deserve it. You know, I'll listen to you when it comes to, you know, bashing, you know, like Psycho Circus or Carnival of Souls or something like that, which I have songs in there I like too. It's the fact that Monster should be way more heralded than it is, honestly. Okay, moving on. Let's, I could do this all day. Uh, some Kiss fans right here. Coming in at number 33, a band that is, I've long said, my favorite of the big four. Anthrax had a super strong year as uh, both a recording entity and a touring entity. They're all over the place. A band you should definitely see live. They always bring it. And like I say, I love the quality of their albums. Uh, They have made like maybe two ho-hum albums their entire career. Always super strong. And the For All Kings album, no exception. Only 11 albums into their career, which is crazy. They've been around for like over 35 years, and they only have 11 records out. They should have more. Anyway, (laughs) the music industry's a bitch, isn't it? All right, so back to For All Kings. This album was produced by Jay Rustin, who had co-produced their previous album, Worship Music. So I'm glad at least somebody involved in the production was back for this one. Uh, The song quality, not as good as worship music i'll talk more about that album later spoiler but you know if if the other album was like a nine this one's like a seven and a half or an eight there's not a lot of dip in quality and uh, there's some killer epic metal tracks on here so definitely get for all kings Uh, good enough for number 33 is a lot of people's top 10 i bet no doubt and i played this song on the show before much like a lot of these other songs this one gives you a great idea of what the album's all about so here you go This is the mighty Anthrax with a breathing lightning.
whoever comes up with some of those chordal structures, whether it's Scott Ian or even Charlie Benante, who I know writes a lot of the riffs for the band. Uh, but that's good stuff right there. Breathing Lightning by Anthrax from For All Kings. Go get that record. Oh, and by the way, officially it came out on February 26th of 2016. All right, another New York band coming up here. What did we do? We did three New York bands in a row right there. Kiss, Anthrax, and now The Great Living Color. Living Color put out, and I talked about bands that don't have a lot of albums out. Living Color has been around for a little over 30 years, and this is their latest album, merely their sixth studio album. But man, this thing is excellent. So good. Great songs on here. It's kind of the album you need in this particular climate but an album that's great enough to stand on its own. Uh, It came out on September 8th of 2017, produced by Andre Betts. The album is called Shade. Yes, this is Living Color. And here's just Corey Glover showing you why he might be the world's greatest living rock singer. That may not be any kind of stretch of the imagination, but I'll, I'll have your ears judge for yourself here. This is Living Color with Always Wrong. Still I dig a hole 
Alright, there you go. The Great Living Color from the album Shade. That was a song always wrong. Just excellent stuff. Uh, another great song on that album, Glass Teeth. I've played that on the show before. But just, yeah, I'm going to say it over and over again, but go get that record. It's so good. And getting into the last entry here of part seven. So we're up to number 31, a band that has already appeared on this countdown and may appear again down the road. But just one of the great new bands of the decade. Love them. Ghost. This was their third studio album, which came out on August 25th, 2015. An album produced by a guy named Klaas Olland. Thank you, Notes. Uh, But this album, Meliora. Super strong record. And uh, it's almost pretty much on par with the second one, in my opinion. It's just got that great big rock sound that I love. And just like I said, I'm a fan of Ghosts. Not much else to say here. And man, when I first heard this song, I was like, yes, here we go. And I believe this was the first single released for the album. It's got a great video attached to it as well. Of course it does. Ghost is a very visual band and really one of the only bands that's keeping that visual thing alive with their videos and their stage presence as well. So here you go. From the album Meliora, this is Ghost with Cirrusy.
There you go, Cirrusy from Ghost from Meliora. The guy I mentioned, the producer earlier, Class Oland, I was looking him up during that song because I was like, I wonder if he co-wrote any of the songs in this album. Yeah, he co-wrote the majority of this album with Tobias. And uh, this guy, Klaus, he has written and produced songs for, you know, everybody from the last decade that has been on the charts, Kesha, people like that. Now, you name him, he's written songs and produced and worked with them. So, Ghost is like the only like rock entry in his entire bio. So, yeah, so Klaus is like a Swedish song doctor for sure. Uh, so, go look up his bio. Klaas, K-L-A-S, Åland. Yes, all right. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that extra factor that you should want to have in your band. That's the reason I love Ghost so much. They're heavy, but they've got amazing pop sensibility. Their songs are super catchy, and you actually do remember them. Simple, yet effective. All right. Hope you enjoyed this part seven here of our top 100 records of the decade. Please, of course, join me for part eight and all the rest of the way here. And I'll see you on the next one. I'm going to send it over to my better half, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cat Willow an extra treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. 
If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high quality, soft as heck, next level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message us for more details or to order. US or APO boxes only, for now. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all of the episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, please check out our other quality shows, including The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other, The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative, The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock with Joey and the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then... Have fun.